You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's me, Mario. Welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show. That's my, uh, my audition for Mario in the new animated Mario movie, <laughs> since you don't apparently have to sound like him. <laughs> uh, let's go with it. I'm Cody, actually. I'm Sam. I'm secretly a Goomba. <laughs> You've been cast as the role. They haven't announced Goomba, so they maybe have it's not. you. That could be, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you all for tuning in this week. We're back from our very short hiatus. Uh, we have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! Do the Mario! Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go! Do the Mario! <laughs> The, in a weird cross-promotional thing, the Goombas will actually be voiced by the Minions. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, the Goombas will love bananas. Yes. But we'll get into that we'll later in the show. We'll get into that, yes. Hold on to your seats for that oh, one. Oh, man. Oh, oh, golly gee. So, yeah, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Now, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but we also have a lot of news here. So, I think we're just going to do a real quick check them and then jump straight into the news. Um, first thing, I uh, went to um, a live viewing of The Room down at Studio 35 last week. Uh, they did a midnight showing of The Room, and Greg Sestero, the guy who played Mark from oh, The hi, Room, Mark. was, yeah, he was down there. <laughs> and sure did he a, never uh, gets tired of that. <laughs> a, he seemed pretty on board with everything. <laughs> Either that or he's a very good actor. He's become a very good actor. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> But uh, he was there, he did a meet and greet and a really short Q&A before uh, the movie, and he also showed off a trailer for his um, directorial debut, Mystic Valley, I think is what it's called. He's doing a, a horror film that is like a throwback to like the 70s, like cults, like... Like Cult of Dracula? Uh, no, just like like cult, like weird desert oh. cult. Like Wicker Man? Kind of like Wicker Man but thing. But in the desert? Uh, yeah, but uh, the interesting about that is it's um, the first movie that was, that's was that been allowed to film in uh, one of the Frank Lloyd Wright houses. Huh. So like, I don't know how he was able to swing that, but... From side to side. <laughs> from side to side. <laughs> But no, the it was pretty cool. Uh, Mark does not seem to have aged in these 20 years <laughs> since The Room. Also, it's been 20 years oh, since The Room was released. Oh, I feel ancient already. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. The uh, they uh, you know There was a lot of uh, audio participation. The Room has kind of become almost to a Rocky Horror Picture Show level of, you know, you say things when things happen on the screen and, and stuff like that. I mean, like I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Not yeah. to the point where it makes the film unwatchable if you haven't seen it before, not, I assume. Well, not not this time. I've been to one over another room uh, midnight show over at, not the Gateway, but it's the Drexel uh, years ago. And that was unwatchable that was a not enjoyable experience because people were just yelling the lines of the movies and whatever you couldn't understand what was, what was going on well i mean you could barely understand what's going on in the movie anyway, anyway yeah. it's the room <laughs> but uh yeah but no this was this was incredibly enjoyable it was a blast people were having a really good time only a couple of belligerent drunk people i mean you'll have that but you'll have that it's a midnight showing <laughs> you know 
But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, Greg Sestero had some really good um, anecdotes about filming and working with Tommy and all that. And you know what? The crowd was had some really good questions. Usually these uh, Q&A kind of things oh. or like, especially at conventions, stuff oh, like audience that. Audience Q&As are always the worst. Oh, I get like weird secondhand embarrassment for yes. like, like that, uh, you know, you get the one person that the question they ask is just so weird and off the wall and you just want to jump your skeleton wants to jump out of your <laughs> skin <laughs> or, or oh. so like obvious and lame. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can you explain um, the Riker maneuver? <laughs> uh, I, I keep, I go back to, there was a, a, a wizard world Cleveland where it was the cast of, it was right after agents of shield had come out oh yeah and someone had asked the ladies of the of agents of shield and in the q a panel hey so have you have you been to cedar point do you do you want to go we're going tomorrow oh and i wanted to just run screaming from the room because that is the most embarrassing thing (laughs) oh it it gives me the chills now. <laughs> I've had a couple where people ask like really personal questions about depression and it's like Oh I'm yeah. sorry. If like, you start oh. Yeah, if you if you're like, Oh, you're this show, you know, this show touched touched my soul and then they start crying yeah. and like bringing up specific lines and like that's I mean, I feel for you, but uh Yeah, uh, no, maybe write an email. Maybe like, yeah. <laughs> not in front of everybody. Yikes, like Yikes. There was only one question like that at the room thing and it was thankfully the last question and i'm pretty sure the guy was drunk <laughs> and he um i he i think he started with a question about uh greg's new movie uh being kind of a throwback to 70s horror and that sort of thing and i think he got lost halfway through his question <laughs> and just started asking if he had seen i think the question ended with so have you seen the original halloween <laughs> like what do you think <laughs> it's like what is that okay cool what does that have to do with anything <laughs> but like, like he definitely got lost about halfway through his <laughs> his question and just started meandering dial tone <laughs> yeah i thought about going to this but the back of my head i went do i really want to sit through the room again <laughs> it sold out both theaters wow yeah it sold them both out <laughs> and that's like impressive yeah and really good for studio 35 oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i mean i thought their big money bringers were like you know the about the dude showings oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. lebowski Fe- do they call it lebowski fest or is that a different thing uh, they call it dudathon dudathon that's what they get. Yeah, lebowski yeah. fest is somewhere else <laughs> dudathon is great if you if you get a chance to go down to that that is that is a good time i mean it's basically just a beer tasting um with the big lebowski but it's just like your opinion, man. Oh, you, I it's, was going to say it's that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm just out of my element. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Not my lady friend. <laughs> nice, All right. Nice marmot. <laughs> <laughs> Rug really ties the room together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Lebowski. Yeah, we'll just we'll just start doing Big Lebowski quotes. Yeah. That's it. That's it's, all. It's like a, <laughs> seen, I have seen that movie. <laughs> if you can believe it, that just reminds me. Like I saw this meme. It was like talking about like uh, we didn't used to send memes to each other. We just screamed Chappelle show quotes at each other. Oh, sure. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, or like whatever was the running joke on South Park that week. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. 
which has had diminishing returns over it, the it years. It kind of has, yes, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my one. I mean, I have a couple others, but uh, you know, we'll save them for for you know upcoming weeks. Did I talk about No More Heroes 3 on here at all? Briefly. Briefly? Well, I've finished it now. Okay. And I honestly, I kind of bounced off it a little bit at first. Really? Because it's a little weird compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, no More Heroes be weird? <laughs> what? Well, like, there isn't like bespoke levels like there would be in the other ones where you'd go to the open world and then you'd go to the place where you'd go to kill the assassin. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's like five different open worlds. All of which have pretty much nothing in them, like the other the other <laughs> yeah, team did. Yeah, but and you go there, and then you do a couple fights in like nondescript rooms with aliens. <laughs> yeah, you go to the. I've heard as someone describe it as you go to the uh, um, uh, FPS dimension. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a room where there's not a whole lot of extra stuff, so your frame per second can go up. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, and like at first, I was like put off by this Mm -hmm. but like once you get over it it's fine it's still like the gameplay within the fbs dimension is still really fun and good like action combat yeah especially when you get you unlock more he has travis has the lightsaber of course you fight with but he also has like katana yeah can't say say lightsaber but he also has a glove on his hand that looks like it has two joy cons attached to it oh nice this is his death glove (laughs) and it has four different like special moves on a cooldown on it oh nice and once you get those moves which you don't get them for like a couple hours it really opens up the things you can do in combat oh like you can slow down time you got a force push which he just goes death force and pushes people (laughs) with it and one that creates like this area of effect damage zone oh cool okay uh along with the the drop kick that you have from the beginning which every time he uses it he shouts screw crusher death kick (laughs) (laughs) which is like perfect tokusatsu kind of stuff it's very tokusatsu yeah this this game is very tokusatsu like focused oh yeah the whole game is Mm -hmm. there's even a point where you uh the one of the assassins is going to teleport you to the roof of a building but they accidentally teleport you to the quarry where they film oh, tokusatsu yeah. battles oh, that's, at. That's fantastic. And Travis actually mentions that this is the quarry in wherever in Japan where they film tokusatsu stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's super good. Uh, <laughs> um, I heard that there's a, like a lot of dialogue and like at one point there's practically it's practically a podcast of them talking about Takashi Takeshi Miike oh, yeah. movies between every um like assassin battle because mm-hmm. it's structured like the other games where you have to beat 10 assassins right uh there's it's him and his friend bishop just talking about takashi Mike movies <laughs> and they mention him by name and also censor him out in the text but they still yeah. say the whole name oh that's awesome that's awesome but it, it's got a lot of movies like i've written down like i watch this one and <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah You're getting movie recommendations from a video yeah, game from my friend travis touchdown <laughs> <laughs> and like the story isn't as good as the other ones because it's it's a lot wackier yeah than the other ones it's kind it of it seems wackier like which it, like like it went like a saints row three in a in a, a suit of 51 way so it's just weird yeah <laughs> i mean i play lollipop chainsaw i, I get the idea <laughs> Yeah, but so I I would put it somewhere not as good as the first, but better than the second. That's fair. situation. That's fair. And worth it's worth all three of them are worth playing. It's a fantastic franchise, and it's 
it's a good capper for it, even though it leaves it completely open at the end for another one. Yeah, I heard his uh, they his uh, um, estranged uh, evil brother rival character is no longer Irish. No, he's not. I don't oh. know why. Who knows? Yeah, that's why. weird. There's a lot of stuff that's not explained that I think happens in uh, Travis Strikes Again, that kind of between game yeah. spinoff that I have not. I've played it for maybe 20 minutes. Oh, so I need to go back and play that to make some of the other stuff make sense. But I do like that his estranged brother's name is Henry Cooldown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to be super spoilery, but the very last fight against the very last boss is Smash Brothers. That's what I hear. It it literally like goes 2D side view like an Omega Sage looking mm-hmm. Sage. And you fight the other guy in that two-dimensional plane until you get his damage percentage to 100, at which he flies off the side of the stage, and it goes, <laughs> game. <laughs> so it's just Smash. That's great. Yeah, so either either Travis is going to be in Smash, or this is your chance to play Smash as Travis, right. since he's not going to be. That's You know what? That's probably what it is. <laughs> that was probably Suda going, yeah. you know what? He's He didn't get picked. Oh, we're going to put him in Smash. <laughs> I mean, I heard a rumor that or the other day where it's like um, Nintendo bought a lot of rights to like Disney music and people are wondering if maybe Sora will pop up. I mean, it would make sense. It, it would, would be make, the big get. It would be the big get. But I was under the impression that they couldn't get Sora because Disney wouldn't play nice with Nintendo. And that's why we got Sephiroth in Smash that Square Enix offered Sephiroth as like a consolation for not getting the the Kingdom Hearts mm. and then the boy. Yeah, that sweet, good boy with his big, big <laughs> shoes. Even before the fight, Travis is like, we're going to settle this with sumo because real men settle things with sumo. And then Smash Brothers <laughs> then Smash starts. Brothers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah, I came around on it. And also the alien designs are so weird that it was. Yeah. And I w- they were so off-putting, I wasn't looking forward to fighting them. Mm-hmm. But it turns out a lot of them you don't actually fight and weird stuff happens and you end up fighting a callback character from earlier in the series or right, somebody yeah, something weird happened because instead of like an assassin like ranking it's like a superhero ranking or something like no, this and this it's the galactic assassin ranking oh, so they're is that a bunch what of weird is? alien okay. assassins gotcha gotcha and they tell you all of them from the start like all their names and stuff so it's not like a who am i going to fight next like you kind of know but then they managed to still surprise you so oh, it, cool. it works out oh awesome speaking of weird aliens okay Nicole was flipping through Netflix and I went to go get a drink and I came back. She started Mars Attacks. Nice. A classic. She has never seen it. Nice. Nice. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a weird one for you. (laughs) 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 Like we're watching the movie and she's like, like at one point I, she just like looks at the TV and she's like, what is this movie? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember loving it as a kid. Oh man. There's like so much weird jokes in it and i didn't realize that the one brother was jack black yes i I never picked up that he was jack black yep it was before jack black was the big the big get yeah it's like yeah he was on an episode of the x-files too oh yeah (laughs) yeah he's like i don't know like 18 in this in this movie we'll talk more about jack black later actually (laughs) we will oh yes (laughs) keep dropping hints (laughs) but yeah uh like we're like watching the credits and i was like Talking about how like how much the movie is like a sort of like a, a spoof or an homage to like fifties 
sci-fi films and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, well, there were a bunch of trading cards before um, the movie. Yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know they that. were yeah they were like trading cards from like the 80s or something mm. like that they were almost like garbage pail kid level uh, trading cards with well, like that would make sense because they're the ugly aliens they are <laughs> yes yeah and uh yeah i i love that movie i haven't oh, yeah. watched it much like often like, but, like I, I forgot like how many like big names are in this movie well big names at the time in yeah. this movie and future big names isn't uh um, natalie portman the daughter of the president i think so that sounds right yeah if I remember right, it bombed when it came out. Oh too. yeah, people didn't oh. get it. Oh yeah, at the time, which is a shame. Prob- probably yeah. kind of like how how some people don't quite get the actual message of Starship Troopers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or Fight Club. Or Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> President Jack Nicholson. Yeah, but he's also he also plays the the sleazy Las Vegas. He does. He plays a dual role in that. Yeah. Yeah. People probably thought they were getting Independence Day, which I feel like came out around the same time. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what it kind of was. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're watching, he's like, and he's doing that speech in front of like the Mars president or whatever, like in the war room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he caused them to like shed a tear. And you're like he's sitting there smiling and she goes, he's got such just an odd smile, like his teeth. I don't know. I'm like, that's why I made a good joker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the alien, but no, no. it's uh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, Jack. <laughs> I'm surprised no one has attempted an impression of the aliens yet. I've been I've been fighting it. <laughs> I figured. I've been fighting it. <laughs> let's not. I let's mean, not do it. Yeah, let's, let's not do I'm it. Okay. Put my foot down. Nobody do it. Okay. I mean, I was doing it all through the house while we were watching the movie. <laughs> but, I can believe that. But do add it to the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> for, for next week, sure thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. There's like one stupid part in the movie where like the the big robot alien vehicle comes to the trailer park. Mm-hmm. And there's like a couple like doing couple things. And the aliens are like at the window and they steam up their stupid helmets. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> God, that movie's got so many dumb jokes at like bowling the Easter Island heads. And yeah, my favorite is when they blow up Congress and then the old lady goes, they blew up Congress and laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just the fact that when they zap people, they turn into smoking skeletons. It's great. Either red or green, <laughs> depending on the laser. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, those are our check amounts. Uh, you know what? We still have time in this first half. Let's talk about some non Nintendo news. Let's get a couple of these out of the way before we take the break because uh we actually have a lot of nintendo uh nintendo direct news stuff to talk about so how about that oh actually uh, three, i almost two, oh oh you're gonna do okay. i almost forgot oh. I thought you had clipped uh, Cowboy Bebop. I did not. Three, two, no. one, let's jam. Because they did release uh, the opening sequence to Netflix's live action Cowboy Bebop. They did, yes. And you know what? It looks good. Yeah, it looks like they at least get it enough to... It's like enough of a, like I would say, a faithful comparison, I guess. I mean, it's almost identical, except for like a few of the added scenes that are going to be in the show and whatnot. I... I don't know much about much. I have seen people complain a little bit that it doesn't seem as actiony. It's a lot of people just kind of standing around. I mean, that happens a lot in the show. Yeah, that and like you don't want to blow your good action scenes in the, in the opening. opening. That's true. Uh, what was the they're, o- they're not using a lot of new like footage created specifically for the opening it's a lot of stuff they repurposed from the show itself right so why would you blow your good stuff in the opening that's that's true 
what was the other complaint I, I had heard? I saw one where somebody was complaining about Faye using knives. She's never used knives in the show. She does. That's not the kind of character she is. Da, 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 da. A lot of people th- seem to think they know what kind of character Faye is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the complaint that I that I had seen. Who is the John Cho's like nemesis? Vicious. 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 Yeah. They come. I've seen multiple people say that you know while all the other costumes look like they look like really really high end cosplay, Vicious in that opening trailer looks like store bought. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Well, it's hard because he just wears a black trench coat and carries a sword around. That, and you keep, don't even get to see him that much in the opening either. You don't yeah. get to see him that much in the show. <laughs> Vincent is like in one episode in the middle of the series and doesn't really show up again until like the last two or three. Mm. He's mentioned briefly in others, but that's about it. Okay. I I have no frame of reference for this. I think it looks kind of neat. Oh, um, yeah. It seems weird that they are... It seems like they're missing. they're missing a character, right? There's... Ed? Ed, but Ed's not in it at first. Oh, okay. And, and also not in the opening, I don't think. All right. Maybe in a... No, because these are the same opening and from the beginning of the series to the end of the series. Um, They do have that Corgi, though. Yeah. Fine, yeah. I mean, in the show, Ed didn't show up until episode 10. Oh, really? Okay, see, I, I didn't know. I, a lot of people have really dumb opinions about it. That's what I've learned. <laughs> well, I think people are also worried about, because it is a very popular series and a beloved series... Of it and getting the, the Death Note treatment. I was going to say yeah. that the last time Netflix tried to do a live action adaptation of an anime, we got Death Note starring Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing another one, I guess. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? How? How? I know. Why? Yeah, I know. That's basically all <laughs> I had about it. I saw some rando on Facebook claiming it, that it, quote, looks like a cash grab. And it's like, if Netflix was going to do a cash grab... They would pick a franchise that then thirty something nerds know about. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, if they wanted to do a, a cash grab, they would have done live action Ner- Naruto. Yeah, or live action My Hero Academia. There is a live or, action here, My Hero. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's Japan, but actually, I think they are supposed to do a movie. But yeah, I mean, even in Japan, there aren't a lot of good live action adaptations <laughs> of anime. Oh no. Yeah, I think there's like two or three Death Note movies. There's yes, starring co-starring uh, the original chairman from uh, Iron Chef. Yeah, he was the the police detective dad in both of those movies. I remember that. I've heard the Takashi Miike uh, Phoenix Wright movie is good. Super good. I actually like that one a lot. So this Cowboy <laughs> Bebop show has brought out a lot of the same neck beards that were upset about well, He-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Well, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that's never going to be happy yeah. about anything. And speaking of never being happy about anything, <laughs> uh, our favorite video game developer, and by favorite I mean I, I hate them with almost every fiber of my being, uh, Quantic Dream being led, led by uh, uh, Mr. David Cage, the Mr. Emotions, uh, who were recently in court Oh, for mistreating staff, mistreating Whoa, staff. And being, surprise, surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, where David Cage cried on the stand. Yes, I, I read this article. So he uh, yeah, there's a French newspaper. Uh, Quantic Dream is a French. Um, it's like a French Belgian kind of uh, I mean, uh, they studio. Speak, they speak French and or form of French in Belgium. Well, they do. And also a lot of the uh, child actors in Quantic Dream games uh, are French children that they feed the lines, English lines <laughs> phonetically to. 
Uh, best example is Heavy Rain, Ethan Mars's children. They speak the English very, oh, yeah. very much like, it's like weird. they don't know what they are saying. <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah, there were there was a, a lot of um, accusations of workplace discrimination and, and, and that sort of thing, which I absolutely yeah. believe. Um, the other co-owner that's not David Cage also asked while on the stand if he was allowed to lie on the stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not under oath, so I can lie, right? Yeah. That, that was essentially what he said. Yeah. But they brought David Cage, the uh, the main guy behind Quantic Dream and my just favorite person <laughs> on the planet, up to the stand and asked them, you know, hey, there's some serious accusations here. What's going on? David Cage then stomped his little feet and said that you are you are disrespecting me. You're disrespecting my honor and ran crying from the courtroom. <laughs> It sounds to me like he missed a couple of prompts. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, a Quantic Dream has been rumored to um, be uh, behind a new Star Wars uh, game. And by game, I mean it's basically... A visual novel. It's basically <laughs> a, cho- a choose-your-own-adventure. They Actually, I read a report that says it's more action-focused than what they had done previously. Oh, that's... So who knows how that's going to well, go. Well, that's not great because the last time they did an action-oriented anything, it was Omicron the Nomad Soul <laughs> where they ham, ham, ham-fistedly like, forced uh, shooting game and also fighting they, game they mechanics into it. They threw all the spaghetti at the wall. Uh, they in, they uh, did. Uh, and scooped it all yeah. back up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a point and click adventure survival horror fighting game first person shooter. Yes. And that's... David Bowie is there. And David Bowie's there. Soundtrack's banger though. <laughs> At least part of it. Yeah. At least part of it. The David Bowie part. The David Bowie part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other part was done by a guy from The Cure, but not like the main guy from The Cure. So <laughs> and not that, Robert and that part Smith. was not great. Yeah. The placebo. <laughs> the, the placebo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the sugar pill. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of a developer that is least uh, uh, qualified qualified <laughs> for a Star Wars game. I think I could make a better Star Wars game. Also, I doubt very seriously this is going to go through because, you know, Star Wars is pretty well protected by Disney. And you know, you know what Disney doesn't like? Teaming up with developers that have many, many accusations of workplace discrimination <laughs> yeah. and a lot of baggage. <laughs> Save that for the people who make the Harry Potter games. Right. <laughs> Wait, you mean yeah. Warner Brothers? <laughs> well, I guess specifically Portkey games. Port the, key. Harry Potty, the Harry Potter. The Harry Let's just call it that from now on. Yeah. The, the Harry Potter Games Studio. <laughs> I, I got a random TikTok the other day. It was like, you got to check out this game when it comes out. And it was like that. Hogwarts Legacy or something. No, 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 thanks. Hard pass. Oh man, I still tr- I tried that. Uh, I went back to the uh, Neantic uh, ha- Harry Potter Wizarding World, whatever, <laughs> and that game still stinks on ice. Oh, it was so bad when it came out. Yeah. It doesn't make uh, it doesn't sure, make sense. I'm sure they're not even. I'm sure they're not even touching it. Yeah, <laughs> Neantic is the uh, Pokemon Go folks. Um, and uh, Ingress. And Ingress. Uh, I can't wait for their Transformers game, which is... Oh, I know, uh, right? Releasing imminently. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's it's already out in Denmark and uh, New Zealand. They're soft launching it over there. Be- the reasoning is um, too many people complained in the US, so now we get it last. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we, get, we get 
the finally polished turd. Yes, and I can't wait to see how bad that game is. And, um, and that how, makes me like, sad because I love Transformers. How micro transactiony? Like how many? How much is an Energon cube going to cost you? <laughs> I mean, the Harry Potter game literally is just like, well, you either give me some money or you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least it was. I don't know if it is now. No, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah, because people stopped playing it, so now they're they're bilking their remaining. Uh, um, <laughs> we got we, we got to break for... even. We got to break even on this. Yeah. Anytime I've done an in-app purchase for Pokemon Go, like I, it's because I've wanted to. I feel okay with you know every once in a while. Yeah. Like I'll put ninety nine cents down for the uh, community day extra thing because you get you know enough stuff out of it. But like my bags are always full. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of this Nintendo Direct stuff and kind of take it from there. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one stop shop for all your geeky needs from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup and more. MB Subculture is located at 122 West Rensselaer Street in downtown Bucyrus, 567-806-5364, and online at subcultureoh.com. This is Gail Martin. Hi, this is Carol Kelly. We'd like to invite you to join us for our gardening and outdoors show here on WZMO. We talk about observations and insights about what's happening from week to week with plants and animals in the woods and fields around us as well as what's going on in the garden. In the Green Outdoors airs Saturdays and Mondays at about 9.30 a.m. right after the second cup. We hope you'll join us. Hey, everybody, we're back. That was the ads we put in the middle for uh, other great shows on the WZMO. Network? Network. Radio station. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into some more news. And by special request, here's that news jingle again. I'm a warrior. I'm going to win. It just doesn't feel right not to come back to it. You're right. It doesn't. Yeah. Now we can get get into the news proper. It's our special report. That's it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some Nintendo Direct uh, news. They had a big, it was like 40 minutes long. Um, it was basically E3 level. Yeah, it really was. And it talks about a lot of games that are releasing here within the next um, a lot of holiday, but also a lot of like just within the next 12 months. There are a bit. There's a bit that we're going to skip over, but I'll, uh, we're going to go through as many. Oh, yes. Thank you for writing that on the board because I'd forgotten about that one. Um, yes, uh, we're going to talk about some of the highlights. Um First one on the list is a uh, new uh, Kirby game, which looks amazing. Yeah, I was really surprised by this because it's not a 2D platformer. It's not. It's their. It's his first foray into full-blown 3D. They're, they're finally like, giving Kirby that Z-axis. Yes, uh, <laughs> it, looks, it looks a lot like Mario Odyssey, but Kirby... That's what I immediately thought after I saw it, and mm-hmm. I thought it make it makes sense for them to do this because why throw away the Mario Odyssey engine 
that basically stole Kirby's whole thing anyway. <laughs> that kind of, yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think they were playing around with this a little bit as well because in Kirby Star Allies, the main map was a big 3D plane that you can move around and the final boss in that game, Void Termina, is on a big 3D plane. So I think they were testing the waters a little bit with this. Um, it, is, it does make me a little sad that they're moving away from the 2D platformer because that was always kind of Kirby's jam but this game looks it looks super good it does it looks really good yeah Kirby and the Forgotten Land I think is what it's called yeah yeah it's it's Kirby exploring what looks like post-human society yes yeah Yeah, it looks very close to like a Seattle or something because there's (laughs) a there is a, a thinly veiled space needle kind of there yeah it's it's Kirby wakes up on a beach and He's in what looks like a post-apocalyptic Earth. Yeah. Except, you know, a little brighter and a little cuter. Because mm-hmm. it's Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be bright and cute right up until the secret final boss yeah. when it becomes some Cthulian nightmare beast. It's it's a very Kirby concept to put him on top of Apocalypse. Like. Yes. <laughs> but not explain any of it unless you're constantly pausing the game to read yeah. the lore. Yeah, unless you're really paying attention. Because there was a lot of lore in Kirby Star Allies, but you wouldn't know it if you, unless you paused it every time you had a new partner, every time you got to a new level, every time you interacted with a boss character, uh. all of this stuff. But it like goes super deep, like old gods from beyond the stars level <laughs> deep. Seriously. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of story in uh, Planet Robobot too. There is. Which was yes. a fantastic game. Yep. I actually like that one better than I did Star Allies. Uh, let's see. Splatoon 3. Oh man. Uh, I mean, I love Splatoon. I'm still excited for Splatoon. Yeah. The whole... Uh, I'm still curious on what the whole purpose of the little bass trout... Salmonid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the little salmon guy following you around and you're in the desert instead of being in the japanese-esque yeah. techno city the city looked more more like a western style yes. urban yeah it seems like this game is focusing a little more on their first player uh uh story mode like one player story mode they're introducing another race of type player type into the game the mammalians yes yeah, it's, it's called rise of the mammalians is what the, the single player is which is an interesting idea considering that splatoon takes place in a world where all non-sea creatures have died except for two cats. Except for two cats. <laughs> I mean, the mammalians just looked like octarians with fur. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just enemies you've seen, just hairy. But it's different. And I hated it. I hate the way they look. <laughs> Which they Splatoon is, have always has always managed to like kind of have an interesting plot going on behind the scenes. And I'll yes. I'd be I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh sure. Yeah. I uh, am a little concerned that there is no uh, Pearl and uh, the other one, the the hosts. Pearl from and oh, the sad Marina. One. Marina, yes. Um, yeah, they didn't show them. They did show uh, the other ones. Yeah, Callie and Mari. Yeah, when they talked about the single player, so we don't know if there's going to be some sort of TV host segment. I'm sure there or is, or if they're going to have new characters for that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what they did the other time. So I feel like chances are good they'll come up with two new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more more uh, Japanese idol fish people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> which which just seems like something people have hot opinions about. When it <laughs> well, yeah, 
I mean, not in a bad way. They're just very opinionated about their, their fish people hosts. Well, sure. And it'll be yeah. interesting to see what designs they come up with for new ones, if they do new ones, and how people react to them. I mean, right, right. Pearl's a little gremlin. I love Pearl, and some people just hate Pearl. <laughs> I like that she's a little gremlin, but... <laughs> All right, uh, so they didn't really have any announcements for Smash Brothers or Animal Crossing, except that there's the going announcements to be, are coming. <laughs> that there's going to be another direct for each of those games sometime in October. Yes, they made announcements for f- announcements. Yes, and they, that's like when they have trailers for movie trailers. <laughs> yeah, right. or those old those web pages that used to have countdowns on. Them oh they yeah, do all the time. Yeah. Thankfully, they don't do that as much anymore. But that used to be a big. That used thing. to be a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I guess on the uh, 5th, so that would be this coming Tuesday, uh, is going to be the last Smash Brothers Direct with the final character of this version of Smash Brothers. Uh, I don't see how they could do another, like, do more with Smash Brothers than they've already done. There's 94 characters in the game. Keep adding characters. (laughs) Never stop adding characters. There's really no big ones left to add. Oh, I disagree. Kingdom Hearts or Halo Man. I disagree. We have Halo Man, we have Sora, we have Bandicoot, we have Gex Spyro. We can get <laughs> we can get Gex. He can spin around and vomit on people. Oh man, can we get Gex? And then we can get um. Oh, what's the comedian's name that plays Gex? Uh, the the rumor that I had heard is, and boy, I really hope this is not the case. But um, apparently, Nintendo is working behind the scenes on another Fire Emblem. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I, oh! If it's a fire emblem for a, oh, for a fire emblem oh, that's not salt, out yet, the salt will it will <laughs> rain from the skies by by putting another fire emblem character into the game. Fire emblem will have more characters than Mario characters, <laughs> and they all play pretty much the same. Yeah, because I I have no skin in it at this point. Like anybody I could really want in the game is already there. Is already there. So yeah. if they put a fire emblem in. That's just funny to me at this point. It's, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, I would really like Travis Touchdown to be in the game, but we know that's not Travis Touchdown would be a good one. I actually think The Witcher would be a good one, but yeah. you know, his rights are so tied up with the um, writer of the book. And, Net- and, and Netflix. And Netflix and, and all that CD stuff. Project that's, a, and that's, a whole, that's a whole web. Also, <laughs> Netflix announced a, a family-friendly Witcher spinoff. Which, oh, like, weird. Why? Why Just make another that? show. Just <laughs> do something original. Yeah. Do Dan- something with your ass. Dana Gold is the voice of Yes. Of Gex, Dana by the Gold. way. Dana Gold. Gold or Gould? Gould. Gould. Dana Gould. Oh, Dana Gould, yes. He does a uh, talking with uh, Dr. Z. It's a yeah. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, YouTube yeah. channel that's that my, is, that's he my dresses up picture. like Dr. Zayas from... Hanging with Dr. Z is a trip. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like space ghost. It's space ghost. It's space ghost with Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he did a little a little um, stand up at the Mystery Science Theater end of Kickstarter live stream. Mm-hmm. It was actually really funny and good. Yeah, he's yeah he's a funny guy. <laughs> uh, also, the Animal Crossing thing, the big thing that they teased is the uh, reintroduction of the coffee shop in the game, which a lot of people have been clamoring for and also knew it was coming because it's been in the code. Yeah, data as... mi- data miners have been claiming it's coming since like the game came out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's finally being released, but you know what they said that there's going to be a full direct about it, so I imagine there's going to be even more stuff coming <sighs> beyond that. And I'm I'm ready to jump back into Animal Crossing. Yeah, I, I would pay for paid DLC for Animal Crossing at, at this, this point, point. I probably would too. 
It's been a little dry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was a, a tr- another trailer for Metroid Dread that's coming out here in about a week and a half. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say about Metroid Dread other than it looks good. Yeah, I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to see anymore. I just want to play the game. I yes. just want it in my hands. Yep. <laughs> Which yep. we got a week. It, isn't that the same day that the, the OLED drops too? Yes. It is. It and I is. want that so bad, but I don't need it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when a new phone comes out. Yeah. Mine, mine still works just fine. And they'll probably announce another Switch in six months. Oh, probably. <laughs> Probably the 4K one, yeah, the good oh, one. Oh wait, that's the Steam Deck. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, they actually there was a rumor floating around that some developers had a dev kit of a 4K Switch, like Bloomberg reported on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the developers mentioned in the article later came out and said, "We don't have one of those. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then Nintendo actually commented and said, "No, we're that's not a thing. We haven't given anybody anything like that." Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo uh, Online is going to cost more. Okay. But yes. also you get Nintendo 64 and Genesis games. Hey, all right. And they showed like almost all the good ones for the Nintendo 64. A lot of the really good ones and also Project Winback. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> Winback was on there. That was a weird poll. Yeah. I guess they needed a shoot game and they can't get Goldeneye. They can't get Goldeneye. And they never will. And they can't get Perfect Dark. Yeah. So they had to get Project Winback. But they did get... Banjo. They got... Which is wild. Yeah, well, Banjo's not going to be out at release, but it will be part of like yeah. a next a following wave. Yeah, they showed it as a future title, future title. and Rare even tweeted that, hey, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's so funny because when you think of like the actual life of the Nintendo 64, you'd think whatever they launched would be the entire catalog anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because the 64 has such a small library. Yeah, and there mm-hmm. is a lot of Garbo in there too. Oh, yeah. Like... There, there's just a couple more things that aren't there that they would add, and it would you would be all set. That's all you would ever want. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you really want Glover, but you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't <laughs> want Glover. I'm surprised to see uh, Pokemon Snap was included in some of the and the upcoming releases. I really didn't think they would ever put any kind of anything Pokemon as a free download yeah, for anything yeah, they, ever. <laughs> they never do that. Yeah, which is my theory as to why we're not getting a Game Boy thing because if they put a, a Game Boy online people are going to people want, are they're they're going to want Pokemon but, but Game Freak is not going yeah, to want to release yeah, but that's free not, Pokemon it's not entirely up to Nintendo to yeah. put Pokemon on there yeah. and the minute they open the door to Game Boy Land people are not going to shut up about it never oh no no and it's like no play the hundreds of other Game Boy games that are good Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, on the Genesis side of things, it looked like they had all the pretty... That's the same handful of games that they always do, probably because yeah. they don't have the... Genesis is weird. They like only have the masters for like a handful of their old Genesis games at this point, right? I, I, I'm kind of miffed because I own the, the Sega Genesis Mini? collection oh, oh, yeah. on the Switch, and it's like the same games. Yeah. It's well, be- it's less. You get more with the Genesis collection, but... Yeah. It's the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, they have Rystar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think got... I'm the only person on this planet <laughs> yeah. that enjoys Rystar. Rystar's a good one. Yeah. It, it was their it was their attempt at making a Kirby. And they did a bad, but... <laughs> There's only one Sonic in there, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, that is weird. But I'm they'll assu- put more in there. Oh, yeah. You'll eventually get them all. Yeah. Um, did it have... Except uh... maybe three, because the music rights are weird on Sonic 3. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
Yeah. They yeah. already said they're doing controllers for the Genesis one anyway. And the 64. So there's a 64. They're both 50, they're 50 bucks a pop. I don't, but that's... I don't know why you would ever want to go back to the Nintendo 64 controller. <laughs> Nostalgia. It's not mm-hmm. good. It's No, it's not the, a good the controller. The Joy-Cons but... are going to be a marked improvement. Well, yeah. <laughs> you should um, never have a controller that looks like it could also be used as a grappling hook. <laughs> no, now you see, that's where we differ because... <laughs> You know, in a pinch, you know, listen, Nintendo makes quality product, uh, product. Yeah. you know that if you were to throw a Nintendo 64 controller over a wall, it's going to stick to something <laughs> and you are going to climb up over it. That plastic is not going to break. Nope. <laughs> I mean, there's Rob the Robot to still work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are uh, after 1,836 days from their first announcement and only announcement of Bayonetta 3. They finally released a trailer for Bayonetta 3. <laughs> and I almost called it immediately when I saw it, because one of the things on the background said platinum. platinum. And I'm yes, like, is this Bayonetta that. 3? Uh-huh. And then I second-guessed myself, and then the guess. dog you saw and that- then the dog from Astral Chain showed up. You saw that dog mascot from <laughs> yeah. Astral Chain, and it, I, it literally got everyone, <laughs> because everyone saw that, and it was like, Wow, okay. Well, we'll take it. And Astral Chain's great. Yeah, honestly, if it was Astral Chain 2, fine. Fine. It's a good game. Yeah, but no, it's Bayo 3, and it looks pretty good. Um, she has a diff- you know, different costume, different haircut, which looks great. Yeah. A couple of pigtails instead of like... It's actually, it's the hair that the child version of her has in the original game. Which leads to a theory that a lot of people have is that this, that there is a splintering of timelines and that... This is grown-up version of secondary child Bayo. And there is actually added weight behind that. The voice actor is the different. The ba- voice actor is different. And the other theory is that uh, Virgil-looking person at the end with the sword is actually old Bayo. And that, that would is, be cool. And that is like like post-magic old Bayo with a sword. And that is the original voice actor uh, voicing that one that would be rad yeah if we had like a, a dame judy dench style like bayonetta right because because people looked at that and they initially thought it was jean who uh, is like the um, bayonetta's pal jean yeah i well i i almost called her the uh uh zero to yeah that's fair yeah. bayonetta's mega man but uh the sword has a little charm at the end that is like the little stuffed animal doll that the old like the child version of bayo carries around so time shenanigans and hey that sounds cool that sounds great i mean the, she's a hair witch with guns yeah i mean the plots for bayonetta have always been pretty out there mm-hmm. so also this bayo's dancing is a lot different from the uh, from the bayo from the first two games the whole thing is bayo does a dance and then her hair turns into a monster <laughs> because video games yeah because that's that's how it that's works. how it goes um but this dance the the dance in this is substantially different to the point where it does not look like the same character, I guess. That could also be because it's been 10 years or something since yeah. the other game. <laughs> but there is, uh, but they've, uh, the original director of Bayo. The guy uh, that bans everybody on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Sweary. Yeah, no. No, not Sweary. Sweary's the one that friends everybody on Twitter. Yeah, Sweary is the deadly permission guy. Yes. Yeah, the other guy. He, um, he did an interview. I guess they've handed off, um, production to another director for Bayonetta 3 and apparently he has stated that this guy like brought a like a giant binder full of like everything and was like very 
adamant about making sure certain sections of the game are included. And he said, it was at this moment that I knew that he knew Bayonetta better than I did <laughs> in Good. my soul. So, Good. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I have high hopes for this. Yeah, I'm always down for Bayonetta. It's a good franchise. Yeah. All right, so we just have a couple minutes left, so we're going to do Mario Movie. They announced. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yes. boy. Yeah, during the direct, Miyamoto came out, and I initially got very excited like he was going to announce a new game or something. No, he announced the cast of the Mario movie, and it's so off-the-wall ridiculous that it just blew my brains out, and it ruined the whole direct. Like, yeah, so, I couldn't think of anything else for oh, days. Oh, yeah. No, I can't <laughs> tell you what was uh, announced directly after that. It might have been Arc Razor, Act Razor, but I... think I, it was Splatoon. It might have been Splatoon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, okay, so rolling it back... Um, Nintendo has been working with Illumination, the folks who have done Despicable Me and the Minions movies, to do an animated film. And the first thing he said was, we have a release date, December 22nd, 2022. No, 23. 20 th- or was it 22? No, it was 22. It was 22. Yeah. Okay, it's being released in North America first with uh, European and Japanese releases afterwards they get a stuff for later they do (laughs) um so but and they said that they don't have any anything like to show yet so they're still working on the animation process there's no trailer but yes they went through and announced the voice actors and and now we're going to announce the voice actors (laughs) first off first off chris pratt is the voice of mario for some reason. Mama Mia. It's a me, Chris Pratt. Yeah. I can't think of a more nondescript, just dude voice than Chris Pratt. There is nothing to it. Yeah. Like, I like him as Star-Lord. I like him in stuff that he's in, but... He's okay as Emmett. He's... Yeah. The, the point of Emmett is that he is, like, bland, bland. bland nothing. Yeah. He's, he's, Why can't you find him? Well, he looks just like us. He's every man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand, like, of all of the casting, I don't understand this one the <laughs> most. The <laughs> other ones, I can see. Some of them are a stretch. Chris Pratt, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's just people want big name, and Chris Pratt is big name. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know anybody who gets excited about Chris Pratt anymore. Uh, well, Star-Lord's pretty fun. He's yeah. a fun character. But, but like, we're not going to get be able to get that as Mario. He's so, like, oversaturated in the market at this point. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, up next is Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, which, again... Fine. That, I don't know even know who she is. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. I haven't watched that. She, uh, she was uh, every, magic. She was Ileana Rasputin and the New Mutants. In every red carpet picture of her, she looks like some sort of sexy alien. She well, her <laughs> eyes look like they're trying to escape her face. It's like if you made a me and you like you stretch the eyes out just a little bit too far. <laughs> she looks like like uncanny valley, but I'm into it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying I'm, that's that is the best way to describe it. Is that yeah? It's just like yeah. There's just something a little weird about you, but I like but it. It's, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Having said that, I can't pick her voice out of a crowd. Oh, no. But it's Princess Peach, which, like, who cares? <laughs> like, she just has her whole purpose in the Mario franchise is that she is a woman. So as long as you cast someone who sounds like a woman, you're I good. Guess, yeah. <laughs> Although, do you think that they're going to give Princess Peach a Fiona from Shrek-esque kung fu scene? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
I hope she floats. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> uh, next, I up, also hope she. I hope she bakes a Chris Pratt cake. That would be also good. <laughs> uh, next up, Charlie Day as Luigi, which is good. <laughs> this is good casting. I like that. Like, mm-hmm. like picture a Luigi's Mansion movie with Charlie Day as Just Luigi. Just screaming. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good well, casting. It's, it's all Charlie work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Um, Keegan Michael Key. As Toad, which that, that's fine, I guess. I mean, he's funny. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Ron! <laughs> yeah, that video, that video I put in the chat. <laughs> I, I like Keegan Michael Key. I think he's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, Toad is. You know, he's there, so sure. Yeah, I'm just I, glad this means he won't be a minion. He, they right. won't turn him into the. I minions. was concerned that he was going to be a weird minion. Instead, he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be cool. He's yeah. going to be all right. No, the Goombas will be the minions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Black is Bowser, King Bowser. And that's good, too. Like, I can't think of anybody better, Jack, to be honest. Jack Black has done a lot of voice work, which I can't say the other actors so far have done a ton of, like, animated voice work, which it takes a certain skill that you can't just plop an actor into a booth <laughs> and do vo- I mean, voice acting. It doesn't work all the time. But Jack Black has done quite a bit of that. Oh, I yeah. think I think he's. It, I he's, mean, his his whole Instagram is this, him <laughs> dancing around being an idiot. Yeah, yeah. And I think he'll give Bowser the heart that he needs because if you remember, he is a single father. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There was um, uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey, as Donkey Kong. Kong, which I think may be the best casting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for this. him to like just like just to knock somebody off the off you know, the screen or whatever, and just do that stupid Seth Rogen laugh. It sounds like, it's the one that the most sounds like a joke. Yeah. But also, <laughs> but also like, also, I'm not mad. Well, no, <laughs> Chris Pratt sounds like the most like a joke, but this one actually fits. <laughs> a sad joke. Yeah. yeah. Will Chris they make... Pratt sounds like a sad joke, like a, 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 like a cynical joke. A cynical, Seth yeah. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong sounds like a wacky joke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you think that they will make some sort of marijuana joke, but it's a banana? But it's a banana? Do you get it? I hope, Seth Rogen? <laughs> I hope not, because talk about uh, easy joke. <laughs> I mean, it is this a is low-hanging a, This fruit. is illumination. Oh, <laughs> uh, very good. I was going to say, this is illumination we're talking about. Low-hanging jokes are yeah. kind of the name of the game, and they had a couple more side characters. They had uh, was it Kevin Michael Richardson as K-Mac? As comic, yeah, and uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. This movie's going to have Cranky Kong in <laughs> yeah. it, guys. That means they're probably going to travel to Donkey Kong Island. Uh, yeah, and I actually have a theory about this because they also announced that Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario and Luigi and everybody in the and games, Mario, Wario, yeah. and all, ev- just about everybody. Um, he has going is going to be in the movie in a few undisclosed roles. And I have a theory about this specifically because they entered their, their uh, also announced cranky Kong. Um, I ascribe to the very, like the unpopular opinion that the Mario that is in uh, the original donkey Kong game is not the same Mario that is in the Mario brothers game. It's Mario's father. It's Mario's father. And I have a theory that, that Charles Martinet is going to be playing first generation Italian father of Mario and Luigi. And that's how they're going to get around not having uh, stereotypical Italian voices throughout the majority of the movie. They'll still get the, it's a me, a jump man. 
I th- I think that there'll be like a Mario doll someone has made, and it'll sound like the real Charles oh. Martinet Mario, and then Chris Pratt Mario will be like, I don't sound like that. That's dumb. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's <laughs> like the whole blah, blah, blah yeah. joke yeah, in can, Hotel Transylvania. Uh, I could kind of see that as well. <laughs> Which is also kind of like a spit in the face of the real voice. A little but... <laughs> bit, but I'm, but I'm hoping they go the, the father of Mario and Luigi route, because in Donkey Kong Country, Cranky Kong is the original... He's, Donkey he's Kong. elderly now, but he is the original Donkey Kong. He's the grandfather I, of the current Donkey I Kong. I would like to see Mario's parents. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I've always, I've always in my brain, my head canon is their last name is Jumpman or Jumpman. Jumpman. Mario Jumpman. And Mario and Luigi's parents are Mario Sr. and Pauline. That way you explain yeah. why he's saving Pauline and, and Donkey Kong and not Princess Peach. It doesn't, ex- it doesn't line up with Mario Odyssey, but. It doesn't, but whatever. <laughs> It's but that is that has always been kind of my head, head cannon. Cannon. Also, are we going to see Wario and Waluigi in a post credit sequence? I don't well, no, we need to talk about how weird it is that Foreman Spike is in this movie. Yeah, that's a weird one. That is the weirdest, most obscure pole Mario character you could put in this major motion picture. But you know what it's gonna be? It'll be like they'll start the movie and Mario and Luigi are working for Foreman Spike. And then they go down into the sewers and yeah. save a princess. So it's going to be like Foreman Spike is his crummy boss and he's going to be in three scenes. Which, I mean, that's kind of what his character was in Wrecking Crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what's what it's going to be. Foreman Spike was but, like pre-Wario Wario. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> looks like Waluigi. Yeah. Like straight up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, I hope Wario and Waluigi are just in the movie. That would be cool. I, I still think they're going to be post credit like teaser like Bowser's going to be like, oh, if you got to beat a Mario, you got to be a Mario. And then you and <laughs> he then, makes Wario in a lab. <laughs> he makes Wario and Waluigi these weird homunculi in a lab. And it's voiced by like, I don't know uh, who would be like analogous to Charlie Day and Chris Pratt. But evil. Put um Glenn Howerton. Okay. And who? Because I'm sw- I'm switching. You would expect it to be you know the uh, be Waluigi. Put Glenn Howerton as Wario. And who is reverse Chris Pratt? Jim Halpert. Or, oh uh, God! Oh. John Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I think you go a step further. You do the deep cut. You get Joe Pesci and Daniel Stewart. Get the wet bandits in here as Wario and Waluigi. That way it it works. It would be Th- good. Think, it would work. Yeah. Think of it in your brain. It would wow. actually work. It's a good pick. Yeah. All right. So, hey, listen, we have actually gone way over time. So we need to wrap things up. <laughs> what we'll up. actually get is Pitbull and also pitbull also pitbull yeah yeah so yes uh anyway you've been listening to nerd overload thank you very much for tuning in this week uh you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. you can find us on facebook twitter twitch instagram and patreon at nerd overload now you can send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com. uh send us your casting recommendations for wario and waluigi uh, and you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline, 586-372-8020. Leave a message on our voicemail, and we might play it on this show. Oh, I've missed it. I've missed the gill. <laughs> uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Here's where I would do a Seth Rogen laugh if I could do one. 
This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes.